Hello and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. Awesome. Today is a great day. The sun is shining <laughs> and we're just having a great day because this is the first time Nicole and I are in the same room since 2020. 2020, yeah, 2020 yeah. before you left me and started a whole new life in Seattle. Yeah, so the audacity of you. <laughs> so Nicole's with me in Seattle yeah. and we decided to do a podcast together. So this is going to be a fun one. Um, but before we get started into everything, just as a reminder, this is TWSS, an entertainment and media podcast. I am Zach. We have Nicole here, the two co-hosts of this show. And I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who listens to our show. Please check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have our handles in the show notes. And also, please leave us a review, whether you're listening to us on Google Play, you listen to us through uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Please give us a listen. Please give us a review so we can see your interaction and hopefully we can keep this going. So, Nicole. Oh, we're starting. What are we talking about today? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I actually do want to give a quick shout out to um, Phil and Eric again with um, the Wait Forward podcast for allowing me to go on again last week for a quick 90 second um, recap of Jurassic World, which Zach is going to watch hopefully soon. So that way me and him can discuss it a little bit. It's been out for a couple weeks now. I gave my spoiler free um, kind of review on it along with my rating so yeah um go check it out it was a good experience again um but yeah let's get right into it so joker 2 yep (laughs) i don't know how i thought zach was gonna feel about this joaquin phoenix the legendary the myth the man um is back and i forget who the director is that's on me but they're both back. Isn't Todd Phillips still doing it? Is it Todd one? Phillips? Or is it somebody else? It might be. I think it's probably Todd Phillips. I would be. I would be surprised if it was. Well, I mean, the the prospect of this film, I I don't know. I was tweeting saying yes, but no, um, and then finding out what this film's probably going to be makes me <laughs> lean towards no. It is Todd Phillips. Quite heavily, it's Todd Phillips. Okay, yeah. so. Um, do I want a Joker 2? No. Well. But it's going to be a musical. Yes, I was leading to that. And to top it off with a cherry, um, the rumor of the film industry is that Lady Gaga has been tapped to play that version yeah. of Harley Quinn. I'll let you give thoughts first since you are the DC man. Um... I'm gonna be honest. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> like if we're if we're being 100 honest, um, I wasn't into the idea of having a second Joker. I I wanted us to fight the blockbuster mold really hard with this one because I felt the first one did what it was supposed to do. I didn't think there needed to be a second one. We're doing a Joker origin story. Do I think the prospect of a musical is interesting somewhat? Do I think the idea of Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn, do I find that interesting? Yeah, I really do. But 
as a product altogether, I'm really not into the whole idea. I really don't see the point. And I only think that we're doing it this way just to really piss off some hard Snyder fans and really, you know, make them feel <laughs> annoyed. But outside of that, like, I'm not really on board with it. But, you know, hey, it could surprise me. It could be great. It could blow my socks off. You know, all of those things. Um, but yeah, I'm not totally into it, to be honest. I don't blame you. Um, when I first saw I, this news came out about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I think, and maybe early last week. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, it it, it definitely intrigues fans, even those who I mean, I'm not a huge DC person, but I like my right, DC. Right. So it definitely like kind of intrigues me. But you never know, it could turn out to be this huge blockbuster, great film could be something that we never thought yeah, we needed. It could, it could. I but I agree with you. When I first saw that I, I a lot of fans were kind of speculating why they're not putting Margot Robbie in but it would make sense if it's two different universes because there have been rumors going around that the batman with robert pattinson this is their universe this is kind of that's been the rumor mill so i guess my actual thought on this is that i'm like half and half i'm like okay i'm 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 intrigued that's what they wanted i'm intrigued that this is a musical that it's going to be that i'm intrigued that we're getting a different take on harley quinn but it might not actually be Harley Quinn. What if it's kind of like, uh, what if she hasn't at like an aspiration to be Harley Quinn or what if she, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's not actually like her as Harley Quinn. I think it's probably going to be Harley Quinzel more than anything. It's going to be the scientist. Um, Oh, like the beginning of her. Yeah. Story. I okay. think it's probably going to be closer to that than anything. Cause isn't this set like this is set in what the seventies or eighties, wasn't it? Or was it? Cause I mean, I never really, finished it nor did i really pay attention to it i thought this was an older joker yeah i want to say maybe 70s 80s i'm just thinking about de niro's character as a tv host was it the look of it was more like 70s 80s but um i just think it's interesting like i really i in all honesty it kind of makes sense because lady gaga has that look and if they're going for, I don't want to say she's older, but like going for that more mat- quote unquote mature mm-hmm. kind of Harley Quin- yeah. Harleen Quinzel. Um, I think Cassidy was kind of intrigued by it too because she's a huge Harley Quinn fan. I just, I don't know. There's just something about like that film I couldn't finish just because of the mental health issue that was yeah. going on. And it was very dark. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what caused me to stop watching it. But I don't know. I was more of, I don't know what your reaction was going to be towards the musical aspect of it. Yeah, I I was saying on Twitter, I'm not, I don't hate it, but I don't love it for multiple reasons. But the musical part, like, I don't know. I don't really know. I've It's an experiment. It's DC experimenting with things. I have to applaud experimentation in this field i mean we get stuck into cookie cutter films so often it was nice to see somebody trying something different with comic book material i mean joker really broke the mold in that sense of um very 
realistic character studies. So it could only be, you know, the front runner to break musical comic book movies. Also, but here's the thing. Okay, so as as, as we've been talking about Joker now, is there now the potential of us getting an Avengers musical? Because <laughs> this is what I'm you thinking. You love the Avenger musical. <laughs> I really do. And I know we talked about this with uh, Phil and Eric, but I think that this is the time where Marvel might experiment too. Because let's say this pops off, right? Let's say Joker 2 really pops off. Yeah. Do you believe Marvel will follow suit and do something along the same lines? I mean, think about the boys had a musical episode and now we're going into the Joker 2. I think that it would make sense for Feige to think about another character in which they have some sort of musical aspirations. Let's say I never watched the boys. I watched the first season and then I started the second season. I haven't watched the boys either, but I'm saying I saw on oh, Twitter there was like musical. they were training for a musical episode, okay. musical kind of episode. So fascinating. And I'm not surprised. I think also like a lot of TV shows do that where one episode's like a musical. Uh, I know New Girl did it. I know that Scrubs did it back in the day. So it's it's not surprising for Grey's Anatomy did it. Right, exactly. Um, Riverdale so. does it. The Flash did I think it. The House the did it as well. So yeah, it's it's kind of fashionable. I could see them eventually doing something like that. But I just, I think it's, I think it was just the way they did the Broadway version in the in Hawkeye. Because I know you loved it. And I was very It was surprised. supposed to be campy, know, though. It was supposed, it was supposed to, be, to like, be cute. And, yeah, ugh. it was supposed to be ridiculous. I think that, I don't know. I, I guess I would have, I'm the type of person, like, I would have to see it to really give a review right. or really give an opinion. Because that's how I feel with Joker, too. Like, I can't, I can't sit here and be like, it, it sounds like it's going to be it's gonna suck yeah i have to see it before i give an opinion like that's but that's with anything you can't judge a book before you can't judge a book by its cover you have to and that's what i tell everyone is especially going into like films or or shows like you have to like experience it first and i mean i've done that with like animation i'm not an animation fan but i went in and i watched what if i actually liked it i enjoyed it but is it my cup of tea no but now i can actually judge it based off of what i watched right um any final thoughts on joker 2 no thor love and thunder so tickets just went on sale um i'm actually i have to say i'm very intrigued slash shocked that my movie theater is actually kind of filling up because dr strange i i always do this with any type of movie i kind of see how like i like to watch it every other day just to see like how it fills up like where where we're at with that process and ironically enough thor love and thunder the tickets are filling up like the theater is filling up faster than dr strange did which is kind of saying something i think about going into a film and i know a lot of people buy it like the day of or the day before but like i had to buy them quickly because they were selling out pretty fast right um i'm interested to see how this goes because he is the only one thor is the only one slash chris hemsworth is the only actor slash character to get a fourth movie um taika with with tt i always say his name wrong mm-hmm. taika um even said like going in like after the third one and going into the fourth one and, like he always gets nervous with these kind of films um it's it's not confirmed but it is Marvel has come out and said, oh, yeah, we're doing like a certain storyline with Jane Foster. So we're going to get that storyline. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, it's the Jane Foster to discover she has cancer. I don't remember which form of cancer. I don't even think they say what form of cancer. Maybe they do. Um, but they discuss that she does have does have it, and the only way she can it doesn't pain her is if she's um, Lady Thor. Is that what it is? Was Mighty Thor? Mighty Th- the Mighty Thor. So. We get Jane Foster back, um, a.k.a. Natalie Portman, which I'm really excited for. A lot of people did not like her in the first two films, but I I liked her. <laughs> it's, it's Natalie Portman. I mean, you can't really go wrong. You know what you're getting when you get Natalie Portman, at exactly. least in my opinion. I thought they had great chemistry. Um, but yeah, so my th- <laughs> they did this with Eternals, and I don't know why they decided to do it because don't want to drop any names but certain news outlets like variety <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean might as well like really variety and e-news like to drop spoilers which is how we found out about harry styles yes being in eternals at the very end as um forgot what he was star star fox star fox oh look at you um errors so I want to know your thoughts on them doing the same exact process that they did, especially with Eternals, how they're releasing first reactions will drop June 23rd. Oh, which is this week. Yeah. Fascinating. With the film set to release two weeks later on July 7th. So that means spoiler embargo, everything. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people will spoil it, but there were those who were like recording in the theater and dropped... Um, the Harry Styles. So what are your I mean, I kind of already know your thoughts on this, but what is your reaction to them kind of doing the same repetitive thing that they did with Eternals? The thing is though, no matter if Marvel were like you know, the embargo cuts in at this point, it's just bef- maybe a couple of days before the movie, people are going to spoil it because that is what people do. And so it really doesn't matter even with variety for instance, like for instance the um Mr. Fantastic reveal that I saw before you saw it, right? That yeah. was that was the same day Spider Man came out. No, Spider. It wasn't Spider Man. Doctor Strange came out. That I that saw that reveal. That was, was like that within Sunday. two days of it coming out. I saw that reveal. So, and the embargo hadn't come out yet. Everybody else was respecting the embargo, and then I think the embargo was like three days, three or four days after the movie came out that it lifted. And people, other people who went to see the movie on premiere night and everything all respected it. They didn't give their full takes. It was spoiler free, but people were showing pictures, people were recording and they're showing images. So even if variety doesn't ruin it, like uh, they've done a lot in the past, even if they didn't, some small Twitter person is going to put the photos out because it's going to get a lot of traction. It's going to get a lot of reactions. People are going to follow them because they're going to look like scoopers. And it's going to be ruined for those of us who respect the embargoes and respect each other going to the movies. So it really doesn't matter. The only way in which Marvel could do it well would be to be very selective with who they bring, make everybody sign an NDA at the movie theater, and then... And add Twitter handles. But that's what I'm saying. They're not going to do that. So there's no real way for us to get a spoiler free movie. It really doesn't matter to me. It's going to be spoiled. And and for us as fans, what sucks is we have to 
block certain Twitter accounts or we've got to to block certain phrases so we don't see content just so that we can continue to use our social media apps and not get content from these movies. So, I mean, in a weird way, I'm not going to be, I, I mean, I never want anything to be spoiled in general. Like, I wouldn't right. want, like, Stranger Things. I wouldn't want, like, anything from future mi- movies or future shows to get spoiled for me. But am I going to be upset if Thor Love and Thunder gets spoiled? Like, if I get minor spoilers? No, not going to be. Like, I I would have been upset if I had seen the John Krasinski one. That would have, because I've been talking about that for two years. So with this one, like, I have no idea what they're going to go, what they're, which way they're going to go, if they're going to kill Chris Hemsworth off, if they're going to, like, because it's pretty much setting up that way. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's setting up so that way we can bring in all the new Avengers, all the young Avengers, all the ones that are, like, that's pretty much where they're leading. So I'm not going to be upset, but it sucks because there's so many dedicated fans. Like, I had to, I had to stay off social media for Doctor Strange for about 48 hours, which isn't wasn't much like i was able to like still check a couple mm-hmm. things but like spider-man no way home i think i stayed off for about like five or six days right because there were people already like spoiling it and my and people had told me like it's on tiktok already like i opened tiktok three videos of toby Maguire pop up and i was like if i had seen that i would have been pissed um any any more thoughts for you on the embargo lift the reaction no, I think what I was surprised about was the fact that Taika didn't make a huge deal about um, promoting the film. Right, like the trailer, they didn't release the trailer until right before, literally a day before Doctor Strange. But also, also this, it was released during the NBA Finals, the trailer. Does that have like a thing to it, or no? It's just it's a it's the big sporting event of of the summer at that point. But I was just also like, there wasn't really trailers on TV that kind of showed us snippets. It was basically just like a mock interview with Taika, um, Chris Hemsworth, and Tessa Thompson. Tessa I think. Thompson and Kevin Love was in there. That's what I'm finding interesting now that you bring that up. I've noticed a lot of with Marvel recently with the marketing, like they've been marketing closer to the premiere. Like they have, they've stopped marketing it a month. I know Spider-Man was marketed very well. Like they made sure that they wanted the fans to get hyped. And I don't know if that's because it's Sony portion of Marvel, but they started with the film came out when December they started marketing it like early October, early October. They released like the official trailer and everything. So I'm curious as to why with Doctor Strange, they started actually like promoting it maybe three weeks out with Thor Love and Thunder. They haven't really been promoting it as much, but it's like two or three weeks out right now. They're kind of it's it does it feel like a certain way to you? Because I mean, it's been weird the way I've noticed it hasn't been like they've stopped kind of marketing hardcore or am i wrong am i just seeing things i think marvel have their favorites they have their superheroes that they really push and others that they don't so much i also think that it's different for spider-man though because it's the it's bringing back a legendary marvel director it's sony's last project with tom holland it's 
you know, opening up an idea that fans have long awaited of the multiverse and what other alternate universes there are and alternate characters. So I think it makes sense for them to really push the marketing on that one while I think people who are fans of Thor know who Thor is and they're going to go they know to what see they're him. Getting. Exactly. They're going to see him regardless. So yeah. they don't really have to put all that marketing into it. But and I'm not saying like Tom Holland is less of a superstar than Chris Hemsworth is, but I am saying that the moment was bigger for Spider-Man than it is for Oh, absolutely. 100%. And they've, like you said. And also, they've, they've also revealed the big thing of Jane. Like, I think it's understated how big a role I think Jane's going to play in this film. And now that you mentioned that, I'm really... So I, I was kind of shocked that we did get our first look at the Mighty Thor. Like, we did get to see her. I would have expected them to wait until the film. Right. But it kind of makes sense for marketing-wise because they're going to want her on the tours because with Toby and Andrew, they couldn't go on them. Neither could. And especially when Endgame came out, like, nobody could be on. I think, no, a bunch of them came on the red carpet because they were like, oh, I'm here to support. Like, of course. But Toby and Andrew, that kind of sucked. And I remember we made that bet if they were good i thought they would have showed up still but they said i think that night they actually went in snuck into a few theaters or they snuck into one theater and they want they watched the reaction of them coming back um so i guess it's not abnormal i guess i'm just seeing how like i guess maybe they know i don't so this is my actual next question for you do you think that this is chris hemsworth last movie with marvel or do you think they'll bring him back for cameos do you think he's gonna be a still be a big role within the marvel universe it should be you think so with, with yeah his character? i i am like going forward because i know he's been in like 10 films no, now i gotta say i'm really proud of him for this netflix movie that's coming out because while he's oh, done Spider-Head? other projects yes yeah. while he's done other projects i don't think anything is going to be as challenging as spiderhead's about to be I think it gives me Shutter Island vibes. It gives me psychological thriller. It gives me a character that is an anti-hero or maybe even a villain must as a hero. And I think it's going to allow Hensworth to really show his acting chops compared to what he's been doing with Thor. To me, I feel like he's explored everything he possibly can for Thor. I don't think there's anywhere for that character to really go. And I think even now, Thor's more of a comedic presence than he is a mighty superhero and i think his character has while grown in a lot of areas has also been diluted in many other areas that now he's kind of the punching bag and the serious pushing power comes from tessa thompson and from co-stars around him rather than it being a thor movie let's compare like the first Thor to where we are now. Yikes. Like, like it's it's dress it's drastic. It's really the 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 change is huge. And so I think for him it'll be a good idea for him to hang up Molnier. I did that. That's done. I'm gonna move on to other projects. And whether we pick up with the Mighty Thor or we pick up with other alternate realities, I think that's the way to go then to keep him in this role because i think every superstar reaches their end and others know when to stop and others don't and i think for him he doesn't know when to pull back i think he's he's 
He's still excited to do it. I think it's also his most profitable role to date. And I think that also means that he feels a a, a kinship not only to the fans, not only to Feige, not only to the studio, but also to the role itself that he's not going to say no if they ask him to come back. But I also think for him, he's on the verge of just becoming that Thor guy rather than a multifaceted actor at least in my opinion i think like for instance like chris evans doing rom-coms to then being captain captain america to now doing buzz lightyear like that is such an interesting acting trajectory to me at least because you're going from trying to get in the game with rom-coms rom-coms are difficult in themselves and to have a good rom-com is hard and then you moved into blockbuster comic book movies, which was a whole franchise in itself that really blew up and he nailed that. And now he's doing animation, which is a really hard track to go down. So to me, I think that's more exciting. Oh, not even that, but like Knives Out. I'm even forgetting Knives Out, the performance in Knives Out was just... <laughs> well, that was chef's But exactly. Kiss. Like, like I like the fact I've seen him do multiple different things. And so... I would want the same for Chris Hemsworth. I wouldn't want him to stay as Thor forever. No, and I completely agree with you. As much as I'm like a huge OG Avenger Assemble fan, um, I like seeing the fact that now Chris Hemsworth is getting more into Netflix. He's becoming a producer. He's becoming an actor with them. Extraction. I saw a part of it, or I saw the first like few minutes, and it, it looks good. My dad said it was really good. Spiderhead actually just came out too, I think on Friday. Um, so I'm interested to see how that is, especially with Miles Teller. Um, I, I've seen a, I've seen a couple of quotes from Chris Hemsworth, which was interesting that you brought up like where he's going to go next. Um, he said like he wants to play Thor as long as they'll have him. And then he said like, I think it is going to be time soon to like hang up the cape. Um, I'd like to see like how we've said like with Bruce Banner with mark ruffalo like he is the kind of character that can come in and like kind of help them young avengers whoever i think thor will kind of be the same way i think thor could come back as cameos but i think maybe this film from a thor fan point of view i would like to see this be his like a last official movie because he said like if they want to make like more thors like i'm totally down for it but he doesn't know where the future will go and like that's something tom holland said too for the for his his trilogy film the third one he's like i just don't know where they could go with this like i would love to come back and play which we know he'll come back and play spider-man in the next like couple years but it's interesting to see where they'll go with these storylines and i hope like how you always say like i just want it to make sense i want it to be right for their character not just because fan favorite or or bring him in because this is like you know what i mean like i just hope that wherever they decide to take Thor. I mean, we don't know what this movie, like we don't know where the movie's going to go. We know we have Gore, the God Butcher. We have Thor going through these, like this adventure, this, because now he's like, oh, I don't have family now. Like my brother is dead. My mom's dead. Like everyone is gone. So it's just interesting to kind of see where they'll pick it up, what they'll do with it, how they'll kind of carry him on. Um, a lot of people are saying they think he's going to die, which I don't necessarily think is true. I just think maybe he'll decide to take the mantle maybe in um wherever zeus is i forgot what it's called but i think he'll take a mantle somewhere or he'll decide to like go do his own thing but i think 
as far as his character is, I think they've exhausted every, like they've done fat Thor. They've done the Thor that doesn't really care party Thor. Um, so it's just, it's just interesting because now that we've gotten used to so many new characters, just to see him retire and kind of give it to Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, Jane, Fo- uh, Natalie Portman's Jane Foster. So there's so many possibilities. I mean, I'd love to see him come back, but in the right aspect of it. Yeah. I think you made the point about Banner, and I think the reason why Banner works so well in cameos is because Banner never had a full movie. He's always been... I hate to say it about him because I love Ruffalo, and I love the the what he's put into the Hulk. But he's always kind of been that side character within the Avengers, and so has Clint. And again, I personally loved Hawkeye. I love seeing that side of Clint. I love seeing like the after effect of Ronan. I love seeing how, him become a mentor to Kate Bishop. So it's I think with She Hulk, it'll be nice to see where Banner kind of takes it. I don't know if he's a main character. I think he's like the side character since they're cousins. But again, like that's his role. He's always been the side character. He's always been the genius, the one that kind of like Hulk smash. So whereas Thor has always been a main, quote unquote, main Avenger, main character. So it's going to be interesting to see what they kind of do with the characters that are still there, that are still kind of like, I've lived through it kind of experience. Um, Any other thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder? Um, so very briefly, I did want to mention, so they are, so Marvel decided to come out with Marvel Con, and I think this is kind of going to be genius because now that Comic Con's not really like a, it's a thing, but they're, I mean, with DC, has DC even announced their, uh, DC stuff, DC Con, fandom, DC fandom? DC fandom, isn't it? Like, aren't they going to do it again this year? Yeah. Oh, have they announced it? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw the one last year. I don't doubt they're going to do it again. That's right. But yeah. So anyways, Marvel announced that they're doing Marvel Con, which I think is virtual. Hmm. I, don't, I don't even know. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I haven't sounds read. Sounds like somebody's following. That's what it sounds like to me, at least. We, You know what? We did talk about this and we said we would be surprised if Marvel did the same thing. I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm happy. Thank you, DC, for finally doing something right. <laughs> wow. No regrets. Anyways, um, Marvel Con, I believe, is going to be this September, if I'm not mistaken. I'm interested to see what they'll do. Um, I want to say that we'll get a Fantastic Four announcement because that's what I've seen the rumor mill of is that Fantastic Four will be announced since now we have they're looking for a new director and I think they're trying to get Sam Raimi back on they're trying to get Sam Raimi back since John Watts dropped the project um they do have a I forgot his name I'm looking it up but they have someone in mind for Johnny Storm which thank you comic book for cracking that one um his name is Rudy Panko and I believe he is in Outer Banks. You haven't seen that, have you? No. It's really good. I like it. Um, 
I'm just confirming that he is in. Yep, he plays JJ. So that would mean primarily that they would be going for almost a younger cast since he is a younger guy. But we don't know this for sure. This is just the rumor mill. But we'll most likely get like Quantumania trailer, Marvel's trailer, a first look at Blade, first look at Wakanda Forever. Uh, thoughts on any of those projects or thoughts on MarvelCon? Question. Do you think with the possibility of MarvelCon that the Disney Investor Day will lose its current focus? Because the thing is, the reason why Disney Investor Day is so big, and we can even attest to it because like our reactions to Disney Investor Day is probably the highlight of our of us doing this podcast really um if you are no longer going to provide the big reveals to projects to investors and to the world in the same day you should then use MarvelCon as that platform if it's going to be what comic-con basically is and i think in that way the disney investor day is going to lose the kind of power that it has right now and then again like it's really not for us. It's really for the investors who, who put money into Disney. But there is something really interesting about seeing those trailers and those upcoming projects in Disney Investor Day. And then also think about the atmosphere of a Comic Con. That to have it as just strictly Marvel would be good for Marvel. So I don't know how I feel about it. In in all honesty, I really don't know. I think that the potential's big for it, but they're going to have to really do it right and do something different because you can't do what fandom has done. So... I mean, you're not wrong. I'm That's trying the big to see thing when they announced that it would even be. I, because I'm looking on Google right now, and it doesn't look like there's definitely like a set date. It looks like it was just announced that they were like thinking of doing it. Um, but I'll find more on that and post it to the Twitter account. Um, I agree with you. I think it's it's definitely it. I don't think it'll set back. I don't think it will set back. Disney Investor Day or D23. I think in those cases, those are set more towards December. Okay, but then what's the point in doing it? I think this is just kind of for them to announce these no, projects. But D, but D23, I'll be honest, like uh, as much as D23 is cool, I only really care about it for Marvel projects. And I think a lot of people are like me in that perspective. They only care about right. these events because right. they get Marvel projects. So then if, if we're going to have a whole event that's catered just towards the Marvel Universe... What's the point in me being a Marvel fan attending or watching things like D23 or Disney Investor Day when I have a whole comic book convention dedicated to the characters that I love? Well, here's Devil's Advocate on that. Closer to those days, which is what, I think December? Um, those are when the projects are more fully like edited, more fully developed, and they can actually show us stuff. Whereas these, even like Comic-Con, for example, they do show trailers, but they don't show a lot. Whereas towards like 
I think D20, I want to say D23 or Disney Investor Day, they showed a clip from Endgame four months or five months prior to the release. And so I think D23 is more of just like to kind of show exactly what's coming about for all these Disney projects, shows us, hey, like Wakanda Forever, like they're going to be in editing for months, for months. And I think even Thor Love and Thunder, they were there was rumors that it wasn't even fully finished. Like they were waiting for the dubs to finish. So in any case, like with D23, two years ago, when they announced Fantastic Four, they only showed us the banner and they announced it. So I think in those cases, like it just shows us kind of what's coming up, what's going to be, what's more fully developed in that aspect. They're not really showing us. I mean, like WandaVision, we got to see the trailer and it was, I think, a month. I forgot when they came out. I think it was February, but they were able to show us more of a trailer, more of like a sneak peek towards it. Yeah, but they did the same thing at Comic-Con with Blade, where they just showed us the poster and the character reveal and the casting. Right. So so that's what I'm saying. Like, who's to say that MarvelCon couldn't be the same thing where they just show trailers or say, hey, this is the upcoming project for this year. Or, this is what our phase looks like for this year. Right. You're not wrong. I'm, I'm just trying to point to out me, the devil. Okay, this, I think the big argument what I'm trying to get across is that to me, it sounds saturated. Because if you have four different platforms where you're talking about the same shit, what is the point in me attending any of them? Because they know they'll get viewers. They know they'll... I, it's, but that's so stupid. If I'm going to talk about Fantastic Four this uh, on, on this platform and then the next platform two years down the line, I'm going to still be talking about Fantastic Four and then I'm still going to be talking about a Fantastic Four trailer in the next one and or a, or a clip. And then the following year, I give you a trailer. Like That just, to me, sounds saturated content. Like, like they're really dragging it out. They're really they dragging want, this out. No, Why don't you just wait wrong. and then do it on one event? I get if you have multiple platforms that you're like, okay, we could drop the trailer for Fantastic Four at MarvelCon this year or, or, or that year, whatever year it's going to be, right? Right, right. I get that, but I also don't, I also feel like if we're going to be talking about it forever and we're going to keep saying, you know, this is a casting announcement. And this is what we're planning on doing. And this is this is the idea. And here's the director review. Like, just get over it. Like, just give us what we're looking for. Because at the end of the day, it, it, could, it could be anything. Just, just hurry up. That's what I'm saying. No, I agree. I think it's hard in that aspect considering that Marvel is Disney. DC is Warner Bros. So Warner Bros. really doesn't have... So it, it's not like Disney, you know what I mean? Where they can do like Comic-Con and then they'll have D23 Expo and then they'll have this and that. Warner but, Bros. can I mean, kind of get away with it because well, Warner Brothers has a dis as an investor day as well, but it's just not publicized to everybody. On top of that, I would be more interested to see a Warner Brothers kind of event because think about the materials that warner brothers has harry potter pirates um, of the caribbean pirates, no that's no, disney, that's disney. Um, um fantastic yeah you're right fantastic Tunes, like the, their their ip is huge so who's to say that it wouldn't be great to have a warner brothers event and you you'd get the wide gamut you get animation to dramas to action movies you get a huge span of different things well, now that I think about it, I don't. Marvel didn't show anything last year at D twenty three. I don't think Kevin Feige was there to show anything for them. I I think if in this case it would be smart of them just to pull it from Disney. I mean, even though that's their one of their biggest platforms, 
Um, I guess we would just have to see how well Marvel Con would go. Who's to say that it's even going to be set this year? Could be next year. Could be like, you just never know. Like they could pull it from other platforms and they could say, we're not going to do like, because you're right. They do have Disney Investor Day where they do it quarterly and they'll show certain projects. I guess I, I just try and play devil's advocate on everything just to see like, okay, yes, this is correct that we do have multiple things. We do have multiple investor days. We have multiple, we have D23, but it doesn't mean they have to go. It doesn't mean they have to show anything. But then you have to show something at MarvelCon. Oh, and I'm sure they would. I'm, I have no but doubt that's what I'm about saying. it. Then, then MarvelCon is going to be it. And... As if I'm saying I'm a Marvel fan and I know that Marvel fan is where Marvel Con is where I'm gonna get the most bang for my buck in terms of Marvel content, I'm not even gonna pay attention to what other platforms that Marvel might show up on. Because I know I'm guaranteed to get something epic on a Marvel Con if Marvel's decided that we're gonna pull all of what of San Diego Comic Con would have been Marvel related, Hall H and all that. We're pulling all of that IP away from Comic Con and we're putting it into our own thing. Marvel Con's gonna be where I wanna be. Well, who says that Marvel Con doesn't even do well? Who says that they try because, it and then it's Well, let's think about it. The, they have Disney fandom as the the model. And if we look at the engagement of fandom and we know Which that Marvel's cool. a bigger Marvel's a bigger yeah. entity. Yeah. We can only assume based on the numbers that we're gonna get bigger numbers for a Marvel con compared to a Disney fan the DC fandom. I mean there's there there's just so many factors going into them and I think that they are exercising every like right. option and you know what I mean? Like, so we could be sitting here saying, like, why are they doing all these? Sure. But I just wouldn't want it to be like a three day event the way fandom is. I would want them to do something different if they're going to do something different. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I guess we'll just have to see. We'll have to see even if even if it does take place this year. I don't I've read somewhere that they were trying to start in September of this year, but could be wrong. Um, any other thoughts on the idea of Marvel Con? Just I'm. We're leaning so hard into a saturated market of content that every every studio is going to have their own sort of convention at this point. Like, what's to say there shouldn't be a Paramount convention? There shouldn't be a Warner Brothers convention or a... I'm sure there already is know, something for that, them and it's just not publicized. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but to switch it over a tad to Netflix, um, Stranger Things 2, we did have... Um, I believe our last episode was Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our thoughts on that because we both binge watched it. Um, we are two weeks away from volume two. Zach and I were actually discussing this earlier over brunch. Um, we'll end up doing like final thoughts going into it more like more deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just two weeks away. Interested to see how they finish it. Um didn't you say something or did Jenna say something about how it was because they weren't finished with the last two episodes that that's why they're push they pushed it back? Yeah. I'm very intri- I- I'm intrigued with how they did it this way because again, like I think I said in the last episode, I didn't know it was the first seven episodes. I thought it was the first six. So I watched episode seven. 
and was like, wait, there's more. Or I watched episode six and I'm like, wait, there's another episode. <laughs> um, yeah, interested to see because I've I've told Zach I've been rewatching season two and three. And there was so many like hints to season four that I missed. Like there was a lot of still inside jokes that I forgot about. And a lot of it just makes sense now going into season four, seeing like spoiler, spoiler alert with Vecna. Just it's interesting to see like how it's all coming together when you go back and rewatch. Um, do you have any kind of thoughts with these next two weeks going into episode eight and nine? Are you like excited for it? Do you think it's going to be mind blowing or do you think, OK, well, we have a season five. So what can they bring us going into that? I think I think with the prospect of season five, it means that if Vecna is the big bad, we're not killing him off end of season four. Yeah, because they basically said that he is like the top dog. Like he is the and we've we saw that spoiler alert in episode seven at the last like 30 seconds to a minute. We saw that he is the ruler of the upside down. So I guess I just want to know, like, it's interesting that they that they did and technically announced that with this episode, with episode seven. So that's why I'm kind of curious as to what they can do in season five, which I've heard rumor mill there's going to be a time jump. So I'm just curious as to what they do with that, with Vecna going into season five. What do you think? I think they're going to leave it off on a cliffhanger. I think there's going to be, I think 11 is either going to die in five or is going to have a happy life with Hopper and Joyce and Will if Will makes it and Jonathan, if both of them make it at the end of You left out Mike. (laughs) I genuinely believe Mike's going to die. And we discussed this over brunch and this is, I'm going to just say like, I'm going to make this prediction now. I think that either Mike dies in volume two or he dies in, in season five, because I think 11 has realized that while hate and anger are enough to get her charged up, love is more likely going to be the thing that really pushes her over the edge in terms of power. And I think that somebody's going to sacrifice himself to create a for 11 to really push right Mm -hmm. and so i think in mike expressing his feelings and telling l that he loves her and then possibly even dying is going to then push 11 to get to that point where she's super powerful and she can beat vecna and so my expectation is that while max had that grief process in four i think 11 has to go through that too and i think it will be the support of her friends of people like max lucas if lucas makes it is gonna really get her to the point where she can actually beat vecna if vecna is who we say vecna is supposed to be of the duffel brothers say that vecna is supposed to be so that's my prediction and i'm happy to be wrong i I'm totally am but i think that's where we're leaning yeah, no, I I mean, I disagree on the death, but I, I think it'll be 
I can't tell you who I think it'd be. I have to watch. Or Hopper. But then again, I, I, if, I, if, yeah, I think I was supposed to say Hopper. If Hopper dies, it'd be a waste because what was the point in bringing him back to kill him exactly. off? Exactly. Um, I think because if you ever notice, <laughs> I, I I do this a lot too when I watch movies, when I watch like sequels, and when I watch um episodes, they've brought the boys more to the side, and I think they're doing that on purpose with Mike, Will, and Jonathan. Um, I don't know if that was on purpose in volume and one. Lucas. I think No, yeah. Lucas was technically still there, but he was How? He was still technically more in the picture, but he was just with the popular group. But he still made it back to them. But what I'm saying is like we didn't really get to see too too much of the other guys. And I think they're purposely doing that to kind of because usually when they want to kill off a character, they'll kind of set them back and they won't have them as much involved whereas mike and will were really heavily involved in season one will was kind of um but the boys were all really involved in season two and three i could be wrong i hope i'm wrong but well, the will way that they're was season one will, yes, was, will was season, season one. one that's why season two was really more mike and l no that was three it was mike and l season two was a lot of dust it it was it was yeah, the it was guys just yes it was the guys kind of bonding and figuring well out it was yeah the guys were bonding but dustin was more of cast out and that's when him and steve's bond um like if dustin was kind of sidelined i would be more concerned that's just something i always notice and i take note every like season i watch something i'm like okay they're they're taking a step back or like they're not as involved um which a lot of people did make note as well on twitter and they're like well mike and will like have really not been heavily involved as they should have been so it's very interesting to see that perspective um i'm ex- i i don't know i'm i'm nervous to go into it um i don't really have many thoughts until i guess i, I have to watch the trailer a little bit more i had to watch it a few times because we do see that they all make it out of the upside down. Like Nancy and Steve, we saw we see a trailer of that. We see Hoppers making it out somehow. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see for July 1st. I'm nervous. Watch them not kill anyone off. But I think they did confirm. I think no, Noah Schnapp or how do you pronounce They have to kill somebody off. I think Noah Shep or Schnapp. Snap. Snap. I think he did confirm that there is a death in season four at the end of season four, but we don't know who it is. Um, plot twist, they could kill off Eleven, but I don't think they would. Well, this, they would have to. If Vecna's the big bad. He could be. A, he could be. There's a then, room. Then L would have to die in order for Vecna to die. Have you seen the theory that I saw this on TikTok? They are all thinking, um, and I forgot their handle, but I'll look it up. Um, there's a theory out there that Vecna is Elle's real father because he would have, by the time her mom came in to like the Institute and um, would have impregnated her. So there is a huge running theory out there that Vecna is her father, and that's why they're so connected. What does that look for? Because that's stupid. <laughs> because Elle was clearly like seven years old when she was in the Institute, when her mom came to find her and was calling her Jane. By that point, that would mean that, would mean that the guy playing, what's his name? 
Jamie was his Jamie Campbell Bauer. He would have to be but in the film. In the he would have to be at least 30, 40 years old. I mean, he looks like he. No, he does not. He looks like he's like no, late 20s. No, he does not. He looks 28. Looks late 20s, early 30s. He looks 20, 25, 26, maybe. I would say max 28. He does not look mature enough to be her dad. Yeah, they did make him look really young. And in bearing in mind that, that Elle's in high school at this point when they meet together again. But that's just like the working, running theory no, at the moment. No, that's stupid. I think that's dumb. Because <laughs> um, you don't have to be, you don't have to, because the thing is, what, the, what, what it showed us was you don't have to be sensitive. You don't have to, it's not like Star Wars where you have, you have to be with Where it's like force sensitive, sensitive, yeah. You could just be sensitive. And so that's when we talk about even like Will. Will could be sensitive too. Will could have powers. And just doesn't hasn't had the training to explore that. And you know what's funny? Not to cut you off, but I did notice in season two and three, I didn't. Maybe it's because I didn't watch it for four years, but or yeah, maybe because I didn't like do a recap. But I totally, totally, totally forgot that he is still sensitive to when the mind flare and anyone from the upside down is back in, like back in their their world, their realm. And I found that really interesting to watch it because a lot of people are saying, well, what if he is also the key? What if Vecna or whoever it is, the mind flare, attached himself to him? So now he has some kind of ability to sense them. So I I completely forgot that he had that that feeling. And he still does. So I, I don't think he did in season four. Maybe he's just not close because he's not in Indiana. But No, he's not in Hawkins, so that's probably why. I found that interesting. Um. Any other thoughts on Stranger Things? Not excited to finish this season. See how it goes. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do and then see season five, hopefully next year. I think they're in development with it. Um, but the good news is that the Duffer Brothers and Sean Levy, or wh- one of them, have said that Steve Harrington will never get killed off. <laughs> so? They said if Steve Harrington, like if he's killed off, they'll leave because that character has become so beloved. But that could be it. That could be five. That could be five. They kill him off and that's it. They end the season. I mean, there's always possibilities. But the, amount of, the, the amount of bullshit that studios say, we're like, oh, we're not going to kill off this character and then they kill him off. So they're always like, we're going to keep this character ever. And they're just like, listen, you got to kill me off today because I'm done. So it really doesn't matter. He, who's to say that Joe Carey might be just like, you know, I, I want to expand my horizons and I feel like this show is holding me back and I think I've I've garnered enough attention from this show. Hey, guys, I think it's okay to kill me off. And if they're going to kill off Bob, I think they can kill off Steve. Actually, what's funny is they and there was like an interview where Steve Harrington was supposed to die in season one. And then they kept him. Steve Harrington wasn't originally supposed to make it past season one. Right. And then his growth by the end of season one wasn't part of the original script. So anything can change. It depends on what the script looks like. It depends on what the. I don't think I don't think you can go into any show and feel like every character any character safe. I think you need to go into there thinking that anyone could die at any point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Shit, Dustin, Dustin could die. Oh, anyone can. I mean, so... this is the kind of show, and the, the same thing with Vampire Diaries. Like I was talking to. Um, talking to someone about I, I think I was talking to Jenna about it earlier that vampire is like they didn't care like they brought in so many beloved characters and they just killed them off 
like it doesn't matter if they do you know how many times they killed off like Jeremy in the show I don't know you don't I know you don't know who that character is but they killed people off so many times so I mean it doesn't I think anything's possible that it's gonna hurt it's gonna suck I know you said like with Bob like that gutted you yeah I forgot how heartbreaking that was to watch I was watching like oh shit I think it had to happen for Joyce to kind of harden her shell a little bit more kind of realize like okay nothing is safe like I'm not even safe um but any final thoughts on anything we've discussed today anything else you want to bring up no I'm excited for content and keeping up with things um again like usual I'm way behind on a lot of things so that's my goal these next couple of weeks is to catch up on a lot of different you need to catch up on obi-wan before the one hour stop leave me alone (laughs) twitter is on my ass about it i get it i'm behind i'm not a great star wars fan leave me alone um it makes you feel better i haven't really even started miss marvel i haven't started miss marvel either i think i'm like i need to watch the first two episodes um but yeah i mean that's all i have for today cool that's all i have to talk about too so that Sounds like an end. That was a, another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. And we will see you next time.